Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Misty, and I'm a compulsive overeater. Uh, I first want to start with a prayer um, for God to help me say uh, whatever I can say to help someone else in the program, because that's what I'm here to do now. Um, I've been abstinent um, since April of 2022, but I've been in the program at least 27 years. It took me a long time to achieve abstinence, but it did finally happen for me. And they do say to stay in the program because the miracle can happen to you. And it did happen to me. Um, I was just very stubborn. And I'll talk about some of the things that I think held me back from getting my abstinence sooner than later. But now that I have it, it's a very precious thing to me. And in a lot of ways, I can, I can hardly believe it. Um, I've had this disease since I can remember. I believe that I was born with a disease. I, um, I, 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 was, um, I grew up in a, in a really abusive and violent household. And um, I blamed my mother for the disease for a really long time. It took me a very long time to forgive my mother and to realize that she didn't cause the disease, that I had the disease. And of course, I don't know where it comes from, but I've always had it. Um, so I, I have lost 100 pounds. Um, my top weight was 238 pounds, and now I'm about 138 pounds. Um, I, um, I, it's been a, it's been a long journey for me and I, I, hopefully I can convey some of the reasons why it's been that long for me, um, to help all of you. Um, one of the things I wanted to say was that, um, my, um, my disease, my disease has a voice and there is a voice inside my head that I think is me because it uses my voice and it tells me to do things that I don't really want to do. So that voice tells me to compulsively overeat. It says things like you can start your diet on Monday. It's okay if you have a little bit of this. It's okay. It's not going to hurt you. You're going to be okay. Um, that voice is the voice of the disease in my head. And one of the things that I had to learn was how to realize when the voice was speaking to me and when the voice was not speaking to me. But one of the things that I finally was able to do was discern when the voice was speaking to me and know that that was a disease. So I talk back to it when it talks in my head and still does talk to my head in my head these days. Um, even while I'm abstinent, but I just talk back to it now. And I don't believe what it has to say because it lies. It lies to me all the time. And that disease, I believe, for almost my entire life at this point. Um, but so um, I started the program when I was like, like 30 years old. And a person in Alcoholics Anonymous told me about it because I had talked to him about my eating disorder. And he said, you know, there's a program for that. And I'm like, what's the program? And he said, Overeaters Anonymous. And I had never heard of it. Um, but being in my 30s, um, I, I was ready and I went and I started. Um, at the beginning of my journey, um, I can say that all I really thought I wanted to do was lose weight. That's all I wanted to do. 
Um, what I had to learn was that there were many other things that I had to learn and that I had to have basically a complete change of myself in order to become abstinent. Um, I needed to work the steps and I needed to see who I actually was by working the steps. I thought um, that really it was my parents, it was their fault for abusing me my whole life. And I also blamed it on my ex-husband, but he was also abusive. And I thought that they did stuff to me and they did, but I also had a role in that. And I've also had a part in my disease all along. And I did make mistakes and, had, and did do things that I had to make amends for. In the beginning, I thought that it was all about them, but truly it was pretty much all about me. And what I had to learn was that I was living with a set of resentments in my mind that I would eat over every time I compulsively overate. I would, I would hear these things in my head and it would say things like, you know, you're not good enough. Or you're never going to be thin. Um, my mother was ashamed of me because like, I couldn't keep my weight down. And um, my parents, I, I come to learn that my parents were, they knew something was wrong with me because I've been eating since I can remember. I think I was born with a disease. But my parents tried all kinds of things to help me stop eating compulsively. So they didn't, they didn't know that I had a disease and they didn't know what to do with it. So what they did was they did all kinds of things to help control my eating, which only made it worse. I, um, one of the things they used to do was scale ceremonies where once a week I would get on the scale with my mom and dad there and then they would weigh me. And if I wasn't at the weight that they thought I should be at, they would then further tell me like what a bad person I was and how awful I was and that I was fat and that I was never going to be anything in life. And that, you know, going, going through life as a fat person is something that I shouldn't do. And they were very judgmental about that. And, um, but that didn't, that didn't help me. Anything that they did like that to control my eating, they tried to control it. They tried, you know, they didn't put a lock on the refrigerator, but I think if they thought of that, they probably would have done that. Um, but they did everything that they could in their power to, to control my eating. And they weren't able to do it. No one could do it. And I certainly couldn't do it. Um, so when I came into the rooms, um, I, I really wanted to lose weight. That's what I thought my big issue was. And I heard these people that would introduce themselves as grateful, compulsive overeaters. And I would be like, wow, like they're grateful for being compulsive overeaters. How is that possible? Um, I, that didn't make any sense to me at all. I was like, I can't understand like why people could say that they're grateful, compulsive overeater. This disease is killing me and has been my whole life. And why in the world would anybody ever say that they're grateful? So I had to learn and I did learn why people say that. And now I do understand why they say that because for me, the program has changed my entire life. I am not the person that I was um, when I was in my 30s. I've been in the program about 27 years. And, and like I said, I just became abstinent recently in April of 2022. 
It doesn't mean that throughout the program, I didn't have periods of abstinence because I did. A lot of times I'd have six months of abstinence. I know I even got into it a year a few times, um, but I would always lose it and I couldn't understand why. And what I found out was number one, I was full of resentment. But the other thing that I found out was that I, I really had to take a look at myself and take a look at the foods I was consuming. And I think for most of the time when I was not abstinent, I wasn't willing to believe or tell myself what foods I was really allergic to. Because there are foods that cause the craving in me. The big book talks about the craving. And, um, and I know that if you have the craving, you know what I'm talking about. And other people don't understand that because they've never had the craving, so they, they can't understand what it is. But um, I did learn that I did have the craving. And that craving was caused by things that were in my head, like my resentments. It was also um, caused by eating certain foods. So there were a number of foods that I had to give up. I'm not going to go through all the foods because I don't want to trigger anybody. Um, but I do want to tell you that I primarily live on fruits and vegetables and some protein. And there's just only a tiny bit of carbs in my diet today. Carbohydrates is what I'm addicted to. Um, and it was interesting because a couple of times, even in program, what I would do is I'd be on a diet, right? I'd be talking to my sponsor and supposedly doing the things I was supposed to be doing. But in my head, I was on a diet. And the diet that I used to use all the time was the Atkins diet. So I was able to lose 100 pounds at least three times before I finally lost it this time. And one of the things that should have really, you know, I should have realized that why, why is it that I can, like, be abstinent when I'm on the Atkins diet? And why... And why can I not be abstinent otherwise? Because I always, um, as soon as I went off the diet, I gained all the weight back and more. So that was really confusing and scary to me. Um, but um, I've had the same sponsor for 15 years and she's been through the bulk of this with me. Um, and she has really been a wonderful support in my life. I mean, I can't imagine like what she has done for me. Um, she's really helped me a lot. I mean, God, of course, is, is who was able to relieve my disease. But my sponsor was the person that was there with me and stood by me through all of these binges that I went through. And for me, trying to think about like what foods I had to give up and what foods I could eat and what foods I couldn't eat. And I would, I would do crazy things when I was in the food. I would, um, I would go to fast food restaurants and I would order enough for three people and I would eat it all. Um, then I would be very tired and lethargic. And that seemed to be the pattern with me. I would, I would go through these binges and I would become lethargic. And then I really didn't care about anything. It was all I cared about was the food. So the people in my life and my relationships truly suffered because I wasn't present in my life when I was in the food. When I was in the food, the food had me and I, the food was in control. I, I wasn't. 
Um, and, and that actually made me a, a person that um, I really don't want to be anymore. And now that I have worked through the steps several times um, and changed myself, um, and God has changed me, I know I didn't do that myself. I mean, I give all God all the credit for this because it's truly was not possible, humanly possible for me to change. My sponsor couldn't make me abstinent. Nobody could make me abstinent. I really spent a lot of time with step three because I would take step three, but then I would take it back. And I did that so many times. I would, I would, something would cause me some, some resentment, some issue I was dealing with would cause me to eat. And I was back in the food again. But I do know that that it is possible to recover from this disease because I have, and, um, and I don't, I don't consider myself recovered. I mean, I know some people say that, and I think that's, that's great. Um, if that works for them, because I know that I will always have this disease with me for the rest of my life. It is inside me. It is with me and it still talks to me sometimes. And it is something that I will always have. So what I have to do to keep my abstinence is to stay in the program and to do everything that I'm supposed to do, you know, use all the tools, talk to my sponsor frequently, um, stay on my plan of eating. Like these are things that are necessary to keep me like in check so that I'm, I'm abstinent. So when I wasn't abstinent, I was miserable. So that was just like, the bottom line. I, it was complete misery for me. So um, when COVID hit, I was, um, I used to work in an office. And when COVID hit, I was working at home. And that time period really helped me because it helped me understand what kinds of foods I could keep in the house that wouldn't call me and what foods that I could keep in the house that were okay, that were safe foods for me to eat. And I was able to discern going through that COVID period, if I had anything in the house that, that was a food that I could not have, that food would haunt me and it would call me and it would draw me towards it. And I had to discern that that food was probably not good for me. And I went through all these steps with my sponsor um, because she was like the voice of reality. Um, so I was able to bounce off everything, you know, with her and talk to her about the foods that I had to give up. And I really had to give up a lot of foods, but I got to tell you that there is no food that I will ever want ever again that could compare to being abstinent. Now that I'm abstinent, I, the promises, the promises have totally come true for me. I, I didn't expect Five minutes, it. please. Oh, so I'm almost done. Um, so I didn't expect to um, receive the promises, but I did. And um, if you're working the program now um, and you're struggling, I want you to know that there is a way out and that you can recover. It is possible. All you have to do is stay in the program and work the steps and have a sponsor that you're accountable to. Um, and then I, I do know that it's possible for you to be abstinent. 
just like it's possible for me to be abstinent. And I never believed that I could do that, but I have done it. And now I don't crave the foods that I can't eat. I don't even think about them. When I, when my boyfriend has them in the house, I just say, those foods are not my foods. That's not my food. And I don't eat it. Um, it's okay for things to be in the house now that um, I can't eat because now I have determined like what foods I really can have and what foods I really can't have. And that has been a complete blessing to me. And also um, the working of the steps. I really had to um, own up to the person that I was while I was in the food and I had, I had to take all the steps and I had to make amends to a lot of people, including my ex-husband, which that wasn't, I wasn't very happy doing that, and my children and my close friends and my family, because me being in the food affected all those other people. Because when I was in the food, I was a different person and I couldn't care as much as I do care now. I couldn't listen as much as I can listen now. I couldn't be present as much as I can be now. So I just want you to know that it's possible for you to be abstinent. And um, please keep working the program because if you work it, it will work for you. Uh, I know that it does. So that's what I'll end with. Um, my cell phone number is 973-879-8800. One more time, it's 973-879-8898. And you can call me and I'd be willing to talk to you. Um, I can't sponsor anybody else right now, but I'm definitely willing. If you, if you want to talk to somebody and you're struggling, definitely please feel free to call me. Um, if you leave a voicemail or if you text me first, that, that will really help me. But I would love to talk to you and see if I could help you. That's the end.